Okay, Rich Toll, I would like to <laughs> welcome you to another day building dreams podcast. Uh, welcome, um, glad to have you here today. Awesome, thanks for having me out, Alex. Yeah, it's a it's a nice glorious hot day <laughs> here in uh, Edmonton. Here, <laughs> too um, hot, too, too hot, hot for yeah. Scottish people. Man. Yeah, uh, we're gonna look back on this heat wave and we'll all be like, oh my god, yeah. this is this is a rough time. But uh, <laughs> we'll see forward here. Yeah, you can just move the mic wherever you want. You awesome. know, we don't have to lean forward here. Um, so, so Rich. Yep. Why don't you tell us uh, what uh, company you're with here? Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with Celtic Kitchen. Um, yeah, just primarily traditional Scottish, Irish, Welsh type of food. A little bit more frozen, not really a, a summertime treat, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So oh, potatoes and uh, meat, man. Potatoes and meat, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what they had back then. Um, how did you, like, get into it? Like, um, have you always made this type of cuisine, or...? Uh, I have. I mean, I was in restaurants for, I guess we going on 20 years. Wow. Um, I started in the UK, where I got a lot of background for this type of food. My family's, obviously, we've grown up eating this. Okay. Um... You know, and then, yeah, I traveled around. And funnily enough, uh, during the first lockdown, okay. I was supposed to actually go take over a sous chef's position at a restaurant downtown. Okay. And uh, we were waiting to hear back. And uh, I kind of did this or made some pies for somebody as a favor. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they just kept ordering more and more <laughs> and more. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. And see where it takes me so okay so Celtic Kitchens was born out of out yeah. of the lockdown absolutely oh, oh wow they got yeah. COVID business here I know. beautiful I didn't know that um so so are you a Scottish background or I do yep uh growing up mainly on my mom's side uh mostly from northern Scotland and of course when I was in uh the UK it was for about four years and I traveled around in hotels and okay worked. yeah so how old you grew up there or are you born here or no I was born here okay yeah Okay, but, but, but uh, family's from Scotland. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So, so, COVID business born, mm-hmm. born out of COVID. Mm. Yes. So how did it get? How did it get started exactly? <laughs> so people start. You started making some of these pies. Like I know you make pies, and yep. obviously the most popular or like everyone likes to talk about the haggis. Absolutely. Because that's like <laughs> the one thing anyone knows about Scottish cuisine. <laughs> if you don't know anything, you know they eat haggis. Absolutely. It's uh, a scary, scary dish for a lot of people, man. Um. I mean, I've been making haggis, uh, I guess, for the past seven years. I've kind of been developing my recipe. Okay. So haggis was one of those things. I always do Robbie Burns dinners every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it was something I was looking to getting into a little bit later on. It was actually a little bit farther down the road. You, uh, you mean like producing haggis? Yeah. Okay. On on a larger, larger scale. Um and then uh, COVID, I guess it was about April. Okay. And when I was doing restaurants, I used to do a lot of uh, functions for Scotch clubs all okay. over Edmonton. Okay. And uh, they had phoned me up and asked me to make some pies for them. And he was going to take it to a bunch of the guys. They were doing like an online tasting. Okay. So I said, absolutely, I could do that. I mean, I think he started out with just buying like 25 25 30 pies and then i got an email from the guys the following week we're like we need to buy more can you do okay. more so some online scotch tasting yeah yeah so, so is it is it just a bunch of people is it, is it, is it, is it what i'm is it what i'm thinking like yes. a bunch of people on a zoom call <laughs> getting drunk by themselves absolutely man. yeah <laughs> that's awesome if, if you have somebody on tv that's okay yeah it's okay <laughs> you just, yeah until you until, until the call ends and you yeah. realize you're hammered by yourself <laughs> eating a bunch of haggis and pies absolutely <laughs> oh that's amazing oh i had to laugh too i mean i uh, yeah I, I was trying to work that out in my head how that was gonna work but they apparently had a lot of fun so so there was probably a business that was, that was running these t- these tastings yeah. and they needed all the supplies. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah, it was kind of a yeah, nice little thing for a friend of mine. And he's been a good supporter of the business anyways. Okay. So, yeah, we've just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. And then uh, we were only doing one day a week sales. Okay. People would come and pick it up. Originally, I actually started from out of my house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then we moved into a kitchen just north of here 
ones. Uh, Kaladi. Kaladi Kitchen. Yeah. yeah so. uh, we were there for about three months, just over Christmas, and then I found a kitchen about a block away from Bountiful. Okay. So Bountiful was like a natural. Yep. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So. For those of you that don't know, Kaladi Kitchens is uh, they're like a rental kitchen company. Mm-hmm. They they essentially rental commercial spaces for a lot of people. Yeah, they're a good company. Absolutely, they're based out of Calgary, I believe. Yeah. they started in Calgary and then they moved here. Because we looked at them before, yeah. their kitchens are beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, but so. I, I found it a little bit pricey for what we yeah, were trying to do. Yeah, we we found that too. And I mean, there's a couple other vendors here at the market that I actually know because I worked with them in the kitchens uh, that were kind of looking out, you know, for something a little bit different. Alberta Donair was one. Those guys are yeah. rude. Yeah. Um. So, you know, as far as starting, it's a good place to start mm-hmm. for sure. But eventually, yeah, to make it financially reasonable, you have to kind of it's, it's quite find tough. Something. It yeah. is quite tough. And that's why I noticed if you talk to a lot of the vendors here, you I don't know if, um, if you have, but a lot of people will end up building kitchens in their own homes Absolutely. or they build in their backyard. That's the most popular. Yeah. Or they convert uh, just little small spaces into a commercial yeah. kitchen. Right. That's uh, Absolutely. When you think of you know putting that cost on to what you're already paying yeah. right just that little bit more for sure yeah uh you know commercial spaces and it's cheap it's not cheap. <laughs> well, it's a little bit cheap. industrial space is absolutely right yeah, if you're yeah, smart with it right yeah, and right now yeah. if you can build out a space yeah. for cheap but that's not easy either yeah no yeah. for sure and even like you know renting retail spaces because we get asked a lot about that whether we do retail yeah you know, for me, I'm happy where I'm at. I've got a nice prep kitchen. And I can yeah. do the markets and, you know, special order stuff. But, yeah. 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 It is funny how um, a lot of people always ask for a retail. They always want you to have yeah. a retail shop. And then, <laughs> but the thing is, when you have a retail shop, like we had one back then, uh, back like a couple of years ago. And okay. it was, um, once you have it, you think people are going to come, but nobody, nobody really comes. Absolutely. And the problem with the retail shop is, a lot of people don't know, is you have to, someone has to man it. Someone yeah. has to be there. And when when are people going to shop there? Yep. After work hours. Yep. So now as a business owner, you got to go work after five o'clock every day. Yep. You got to work until evening hours. Yeah. So it's not it's not fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's not it's not fun right. to run a small business out of a, a retail shop. But no. uh, and you have to work weekends. That's when people shop. Oh. Exactly. That's why I like the markets and stuff. You know, it's not as confined, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, your overheads are substantially lower and yeah. you get yeah that influx of people even if they're just looking you know and, yeah. and browsing you can at least chat with them and say hi well absolutely yeah that's uh, i love the markets for that reason it's mm-hmm. just that uh you you kind of concentrate all the shopping to the market days absolutely and it's uh, it's great that way it's just you don't have to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be there all be the there time all the time right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, you get that exposure absolutely yeah and it's a good way to prove uh, prove your concept too, if yep. whether your products are even interesting to people. For sure. Yeah, not just whether it sells or not, but if, it, if it's interesting. Yep. And it's like I've always seen like the markets as kind of a stepping stone to bigger retail. Yeah. Although these days it's yeah. it's hard to say what the what the next step in is really going to be. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's because markets were booming back like I would say five years ago. They were huge. Yep. Everybody went to markets. Nope. Uh, now it's starting to grow again. No, I think so. It's starting a little bit of a, a comeback here. That shop local, eat local, yeah. get to know the people that are making the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think COVID's impacted that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just keeping that money within our economy. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice because, I don't know, for me, uh, you know, when I go to the markets back in the UK, we knew, you know, uh, Greg selling the yeah. fish down there and Joe, right? And... Yeah. Even in a restaurant setting, we go out, we talk to the guys, yep. and you'd have all those relationships yep. with not only your food, but the people that produce it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I see that coming back a little bit more as opposed to that Amazon. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I do Amazon Amazon's for great. certain things, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, notice that you get a lot of repeat customers here and are starting to come back? Absolutely. And you build that relationship with them? For sure. Um, I mean, picking Scottish or British style foods as as kind of a thing. uh, I know that there's a lot of expats here in Edmonton anyways. Um, You know, I used to play soccer a long time ago. And, you know, there's the Irish Society, the Scottish Cultural Society. So uh, for them looking for 
you know, foods from back home. Yeah. I knew it would be a good in, and then, and I'd have some. I wasn't uh, prepared for the amount of support that I've gotten oh, since really? I started, which has been amazing. Um, you know, I wear my kilt out every Tuesday, yeah. so I try and draw as much attention to myself <laughs> as possible. Every Tuesday, where? Oh, wait, where? not every Tuesday. Oh, so every Friday, or Friday. Every Friday, every week, Saturday, every Sunday. Okay, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe you're at a different market. No, no. no. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Yeah, I think I think it does attract people. I know it's like people that uh, that 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 um, people that like that type of thing. They really are drawn to it. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, identify with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that come in. They've got a story of their own about that. So you chat with them a little bit. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, family history too. Yeah. So really identify with it. And any chance, anytime you can tie in your own history with somebody else, you have that instant connection. Absolutely. Right? Like if I live. You know, even with us, yeah. we met a lot of the Malaysian and Brunei community. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you probably learned a lot, like, how much Scottish and Irish are both oh, yeah. in Edmonton here. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Have you noticed that you've met more of the community now that you started? Definitely a lot more. And uh, even when I started, I think it was maybe four or five weeks in, and uh, we had one of the guys that sits on the board for the Edmonton Scottish Society, okay. and we ended up just casual conversation yeah. he loved the stuff yeah. gave him a couple samples to try out okay. and we ended up getting in for uh the edmonton highland games on the 28th oh, wow. of august okay so that's you know for us you know not that we do a lot of the outdoor markets yeah. it's hard to haul around frozen okay. pies but yeah. uh <laughs> yeah you know to do to do a little bit of cultural stuff and some baking and things that was really big for us so okay. you know one of those connections that yeah, they were. Oh, I saw a guy in a kilt came over. Like, oh, hey! <laughs> and that was Highland Games last summer, or this summer? This summer still up. coming up. Yep. Oh wow! So yeah, we're pretty excited about that. I don't know what I'm going to make exactly though. So Something they, with haggis. Are they going to be kind of serving it fresh, or is it just for sale? For sale. Oh. Okay. Uh, the way that they have it set up, we have like a ten by ten booth. Okay. I was going to try to get a food truck thing to do more. Mm. fried Mars bars, yeah. you know, because yeah. we're really <laughs> healthy people. <laughs> it's delicious. Oh, my God. It's, it's so good. It's like a heart attack yeah, but on it's so a good. <laughs> Um But unfortunately, we didn't get in there. So what we'll do is probably a little bit more of our baking, but I'm in talks with them right now about supplying their haggis for their main event. Okay. So I'm just working out, yeah, some details. Hopefully that goes through. Yes. I'm guessing the main event, some type of like tasting yeah, as well. Absolutely, yeah. It's so. going to be a lot of uh, a lot of haggis. A lot of haggis. And a lot. Well, okay, so um, so I I don't really know what haggis is. I just know it has something to do with organ meats. Oh yeah. I've tried it once <laughs> at a Scotch tasting. I went to a Scotch tasting with the uh, with the military there. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the Army Reserves, so oh. I did a so I did a Scotch tasting a while back. Awesome. Yeah, yeah so it's good times. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like the Army guys. They were a lot of fun. But, uh, I did one out in Wainwright. Okay. Yeah, yeah they did the sense. cigars and stuff okay. afterwards. Yeah. But, yeah, what a hoot, man. Like those guys, probably the best group of guys. <laughs> they were hilarious. Um, yeah, so haggis traditionally uh, is done in a sheep stomach. There's a lot of, I think, misinformation about haggis. Okay. Uh, so it's the lungs, liver, kidneys, and heart. Okay. And I grind that all up, cook it, and grind it all up, add in spices and Lots of oats, onions, and then we stuff it into traditionally it's supposed to be a sheep stomach. Okay. I use a beef casing with it. Okay. And then, yeah, you boil it. <laughs> so like a beef casing, is that more, what does, what does it look like exactly for so those it's that like, don't know what it looks like? I want to say a, lo- a round sausage. Okay. Almost like a loaf by the time it cooks. Okay. And yeah. The size of like a... It's about a pound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, about like a, a cantaloupe. Yeah, the size of a cantaloupe. Yep. Thing. Except for, yeah, looks much more disgusting than a cantaloupe. <laughs> it's not visually appetizing at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's really healthy for you, though. It's Absolutely. got all, all organ meats. Exactly. I can imagine that's a lot of nutrients there. Oh, for uh, sure. That you, don't, that you wouldn't get otherwise. That's what I tell people. You can eat all the spinach you want. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a lot of people that um, first-time triers then? First-time buyers? There's a couple. Uh... Like I said, haggis has a weird... Because people really... They have it made up in their head that it's gross. Okay. So you'll get a lot of people that poo-poo it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people have either grown up eating or offal meat. Okay. 
uh, are usually like, oh, I haven't had haggis, yeah. I'll try it out. Yeah. Um, but people that don't like that, they won't even won't even look at it, man. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I always open with that, and it's like, hey, can I sell you some haggis? And then people will either be disgusted or like, yes. <laughs> Not much for the in-between. <laughs> what, uh, what other kind of cuisines, the uh, traditional cuisines do you have? Do we have? Yeah, yeah, do you, do you, do you make? Oh, uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a mix. Uh, I've got a Welsh version of haggis, which is instead of lamb, we use pork. Okay. Um, so again, it's the heart, liver, and kidneys. Uh, I use Irving's pork, actually, which oh, is wow. super nice. I like it. And then I ground it up, make it into a little meatball, and then I wrap it in bacon. Oh, that sounds, that sounds good. It is. Uh, it's really good, but yeah, a lot of people... They see the bacon at first, so they run over to the freezer and they look at it, and then yeah. they tell them what's inside it, and they're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> but it's good. It's and is it the, are the textures the same? Yeah, more or less. Uh, same as haggis, or yeah. same as just very similar to haggis. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I mean it's not obviously it gets a little bit mealy, almost like ground mm. ground beef. Okay. The yeah. biggest thing is like overcooked liver is kind of gross, so I try to moderate that but okay fair enough mm. and how did, how, did, how does the customer cook it once they get it they just for those uh, come, you, you sell it frozen yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I usually get them thawed first and with the traditional haggis if they wrap it in uh, parchment paper and tin foil yeah. kind of like a sausage okay. and then you put it into a pan of boiling hot water and into the oven in the tin foil oh, yeah. oh I see the only thing is, like, as it cooks, the oats are going to start to expand, mm -hmm. and you don't want it to rip through the casing, because I've had that happen, and it's a horrible mess to clean up. Like, it's so, yeah, it doesn't smell good. It's, yeah, pretty nasty. <laughs> so I always said, you know, avoid that cleanup. Just wrap wrap your haggis. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we all heard that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> and take it back now, Alex. No, can't take it. Nope, you can't. <laughs> nope, you can't. So you said you were um, in the restaurant industry for yes. almost 20 years. Yep. So you are like a chef originally or? Uh, I was. Uh, I mean, I still am. Did you, did you train classically or? Like? I did, yeah. I went to school in Vancouver. Okay. Um, I started working in hotels, obviously in the yep. UK first. Okay. And I got a pretty good training there. Um, just, I guess, more with, like, classical French style. A okay. uh, little bit of introduction. I mean, mostly when you go to the pub was my interaction with, like, traditional British food. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I traveled around the UK. I was there for about four years. And then I came back to Canada and okay. traveled all over. I worked in Callaway for a bit, Yellowknife, Vancouver, oh, wow. all over Alberta. So. So what led you to Edmonton then? Um, oh, you were born here? Uh, no. Not necessarily. No. I grew up here yeah, yes, for the most so part. Yeah. Uh, my dad was military, so we oh, ended okay. up getting stationed down in Griesbach. Yeah, I see. Um, and then I, Edmonton's always kind of been that city that I come back to after okay. my travels. <laughs> kind of a home base. Yeah, absolutely. Fair so um, it, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I got and then in I think 2007 it was a few years after because okay. I was very hesitant to go to school I don't know why and then I ended up yeah just taking the course and going to Vancouver okay. right down in Granville Island which was oh. amazing that seafood man Ooh, yeah, you Granville. can't beat it Granville Island's is a, yeah. it's a one of a kind type of place absolutely and probably also being that having that exposure down there, you see all the different little market style businesses. Absolutely, you see what kind of people, what kind of businesses people can run, and how mm -hmm. they can operate, how many, however many days a week. Because they operate like seven days. Oh a yeah, week. they're always going. Yeah, it's and uh, for long hours too. It was kind of amazing to watch. It's just capacity all the time. It's, it's an impressive place. Yeah. People that haven't been to Granville Island, if you go to Vancouver, make sure you go check, check it, it out. That's that's kind of like one of the market. I don't know. What what do you call it, like a market standard that a yeah. lot of markets tried to be like? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 Cool. The fresh, yeah, fresh produce. <laughs> flies, man. It's flies here. It's too hot. It's so hot. All these flies are here. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, yeah. 
Granville Island. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, that was that was most of my schooling, and then it was I'm a hands-on get to work. Yeah. Just move around. And just start. Stuff up. Just start making stuff. Mm-hmm. Like like you said, that's how you made. You just started making pies. You didn't. Did yeah. you have like a passion in Scottish food or no? Uh, you just. Uh, I used to be the chef at the Bothy Whiskey and Wine Bar. The which? Bothy. It's called the Bothy. Okay. It's on Calgary Trail, about 51st Ave. And it was a little Scottish bar. Okay. 175 different types of whiskeys. Oh, okay. Like it was. And uh, I ended up working with a guy named Andrew Walls. Okay. And he's from Fife in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And he got me a little bit more into scotch and the food okay. pairing okay. of it okay. um but i started doing a lot of uh s- traditional scottish okay. robbie burns dinners and hogmanay yeah. and stuff like that with him and uh yeah i just love that atmosphere and, so yeah. and the bagpipes obviously yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> it's I've, for some people so i've heard of a robbie burns dinner i don't 100 mm-hmm. percent know what it is exactly i just kind of vaguely remember hearing about it do you, oh, do you, do you know do you know the history behind uh, abs, uh robbie burns was uh well, i guess what they called a bard right he was a poet in okay. scottish history this in the 1700s uh didn't live very long but i mean at that time nobody really <laughs> did <laughs> um but he was very uh i say a very liberal scotsman very much for the scottish independence right. from the commonwealth yeah. and uh he was one of few that could write in traditional queen's english and phonetically in scots as well as in, in gaelic and uh so he carried a lot of history, and he write, used to write for, like, noblemen and stuff. Okay. Um, but a lot of his poetry has just kind of stayed. Uh, I know New Year's Eve, there's that song, Old Lang Syne. And uh, uh, that one, you know, people still still sing to, uh, to this day, right? There's a couple poems, Red, okay. Red Rose. But it was just a very influential person in Scottish history so yeah and plus another reason to get so is it a specific day that it's get celebrated January 25th Jan- 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 yeah okay and is it usually like a scotch tasting or what is, what is it oh, is it just a dinner or it's usually a huge dinner uh, that we put on uh, we'll have somebody that comes out reads poetry we'll have okay. the bagpipes uh, we had Highland Dancers last okay. year okay. Um, and then of course yeah the haggis and there's a big poem so as they bring the haggis out on this platter, <laughs> it's flies are attacking yeah. me here. Yeah, I don't know. They're all over the place. No, it's, it's just too hot. It's too hot. Sweaty. Um, and then as they bring the haggis out, the guy comes in with the bagpipes, and then there's this big, long poem with it. Okay. You're supposed to cut it open and a whole bunch of stuff. So, mm. yeah, it's it's, it's an experience. It's a, <laughs> it's an ex- yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a tradition. It's, Abs- it's, absolutely. you got to keep the traditions alive, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you keep doing them. It's a good oh. part of a uh, Scottish tradition. Absolutely, yeah. 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 One of the yeah the bigger ones. I mean, there's St Andrews and stuff, but that was you know they get celebrated yeah. not quite as much. This yeah. one seems to be almost like a Scottish version of St Patrick's Day. Okay, gotcha. So it's yeah, Fair everyone enough. goes out and gets blasted. Etagus. <laughs> so you have your fair share of Scotch. Then do you like Scotch? Oh, I do. Yes, yeah. yes. I've definitely had my fair share of. Of scotch. There's some nice ones out there. I just got uh, a bottle of Lagavulin 16. Oh, okay. I definitely like my Isla whiskeys, the peatier, yeah. smokier ones. Oh, oh, I, I don't like the Do you don't like those no, ones? I don't like the peatier <laughs> ones. Yeah. yeah. I can't. Uh, not, my, not my favorite. Which one's yours? Uh, I like this, like the single malt. Um, uh, what's that one? The Brooklady. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That one's a good one. That one's good. Have yeah. you tried Oban? Uh, no, I haven't tried that. that I also like Japanese whiskeys. I've yes. been getting into Japanese oh whiskeys. Yeah. yeah, they're very smooth. Absolutely, yeah. man. It's like mm. a good way. I think I find the Japanese whiskeys are a very good way to introduce people to For sure. just drinking like a straight whiskey type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the other part, right? Because we always have these conversations about how scotch or whiskey should be drunk. Yeah. I mean, I always say it's up to, you know, if you make it too posh and you have to drink it this way, nobody will like yeah, it, right? Yeah. But I mean, everybody except for Coke can't put Coke in your in your whiskey. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. no. 
I might have to break out the claymore and do <laughs> yeah. some damage there. Man. Yeah, I saw you have a, you have a big claymore sword at your booth. I was, I was looking oh, at it earlier. Yeah, I'm trying to get uh, people interacted with it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I did. Uh, yeah, Facebook, come take your picture. We're holding the claymore and right, get like win a free pie pack or whatever. But just get people to have yeah. fun a little bit yeah. with it. So people like it. I'm Absolutely, sure. yeah. One one lady tried to take a picture of her pretending to cut my head off. So <laughs> it was like awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep. <laughs> so that, that that's what's cool about the markets. If you can get p- things like that going, right? Absolutely. That's, that, that's like a true uh, small business. Like that's the whole reason people shop at these things, right? Oh, it's for sure. They get a more of experience Absolutely. rather than just going to buy the product. Right? Yeah. It's not always about the product. I yeah. find it's it's more about that experience. Absolutely. To know who actually makes it stuff like that like your relationship the reason behind it yeah stuff like yeah. you guys have an amazing story right yeah like we have yeah it's like our family business yeah. and just how my dad learned how to cook with noodles in the streets of brunei exactly like like that's the guy you want <laughs> noodles from right that like, is awesome he's, yeah he's, he's one of a so kind. funny man i yeah. want to hear more about his music yeah well i'll obviously do yeah. an episode with him one day mm-hmm. just, or maybe just have him sing on an episode absolutely <laughs> yep. just have him Background. Sing. <laughs> yeah just, just just an episode of him singing random songs yeah well even himself he used to have been a. Uh, I think i talked about nope. the other day with like a um a Bee Gees Beatles cover band right yeah when he was 60 years old <laughs> this when his, awesome. on his 60th birthday they started a band <laughs> right the golden oldies <laughs> yeah that was interesting because he would um he would be, he was in a band so they did live music mm-hmm. and then my mom uh, when she was around she would uh, organize these parties oh, okay and it was mainly for the Chinese community and it yeah. would be a big uh, party for like just various occasions whether it be Valentine's Day or whatever yeah. and it'd be like two three hundred people parties and my dad would be live band that's awesome yeah, him and his band. <laughs> so he's had these like crazy parties and that's how I think that's how like our family kind of like was well known through the Chinese community Absolutely. in Edmonton here that's awesome yeah it's like it's a wild <laughs> thing yeah just have parties and and that's what you know when yeah. you guys get older it's like you still want to do stuff but like you wanna sure. generally want to stay with your community yeah you don't you're not gonna go you're not going out to the clubs yeah no, <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not anymore, yeah <laughs> so those parties were like a good outlet for mm-hmm. like for like the, that generation of people absolutely yeah it's pretty 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 wild nope. to have like you know the bg's cover band absolutely man yeah what's yeah. your dad yeah he was trying to give me some vocal vocal oh, tips yeah. yeah i was like awesome <laughs> yeah. i was like i can't sing worth it yeah, me neither. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'll try now. <laughs> so, uh, is the Celtic Kitchens your first venture then? First business venture, or have you Ooh. tried something before? My second before. Second before. Yeah. Okay. What did you, uh, what did I you used do to before? do catering. Okay. Like, well, salsa. I did weddings. Uh, kind of food. <sighs> that one was a little just less Celtic, okay. a little more Traditional. customized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I spent a lot of time on. All sorts of different sous vide cooking, okay. right? More of the what? Not that it's pretentious, just a little bit more of the fine, refined okay. style of cooking. Yeah. Um, but I found that was kind of hard because you would get business and it would be good for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then people would just want meat and potatoes, right? Mm-hmm. And, and basic stuff. And I could transfer over to that, do that, but you know, uh, at that time I was very focused on. Oh, I don't even want to say competitive cooking, but just, yeah, a lot more fancy. And okay. I was in that younger, yeah, mentality. That uh, you want to be <laughs> the next top chef Absolutely, type of thing? Yeah, right? so, okay, yeah. yeah. Is it very, I don't know the, like, <coughs> I, like, I don't know that community that well. You just kind of know what you see on TV. Yeah. Like, you see that it's like, you know, some, it's like, it obviously has its own community and its own culture. For sure. Um, yeah. Did you find it was like a very, like, can be it, I feel like it can be as pretentious or yep. as little as you want no absolutely I think it's it's how you uh, it's hard it's very competitive and yeah there's definitely an air of pretentiousness that comes with it um, you know I I got a taste of it. it wasn't really my cup of tea because I mean for me food's always been universal okay. right okay. We all do our own thing. Yeah. So you can't compare, you know, um, yeah, high-end fine dining to Celtic food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not the same. It's apples and oranges, yeah. right? Um, so saying that somebody is not as good as you because they do the classics and not that, 
is kind of a very, I don't know, awkward way of looking at things for me. And uh, for me, it's, you know, up to the person individually what they want to cook and that love and attention to your product that you put in. So, yeah, that kind of waned very quickly for me. I moved on. Yeah, I always found those, like, just even, like, cooking competitions. I, yeah. I respect the skill. Absolutely. 1,000%. But it's just, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see, like, to be to put yourself as at a higher level yeah just because you make a certain type of cuisine yeah whereas like you know you can go different parts of the world and they really care about their one little thing that they make absolutely for example even like the noodles for us it's yeah. like people would you know like if traditionally um i know from what my dad's told me the noodle stand the owner would get up early morning and he'd make his own noodles, noodles. right and it was it's like a three-hour process yep. just to make the raw noodles every morning, right? So it's, people do take very good care mm-hmm. of exactly what they're doing. It may not be seen as a higher class or whatever, yeah. right? Like yeah. Poor man's food or whatever it is. But, yeah, see, this is the funny part that I never never really understood is because um, when most of these cooking, and, and you look at French as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. It all came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it didn't come from, we woke up one day and we're like, this is the food we're going to eat, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> it was all peasant food, or what they call it, right? Yeah. Stuff that we had to eat to survive, yeah. right? And yeah. we did, you know, a lot of recipes going forward or things that we've eaten for centuries, right? But never put, like, little garnishes on it yeah. before, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know... <laughs> um, uh, so a lot of that cooking style is based off stuff we've been doing mm. for a long time. So it's, again, you know, people's perceptions of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. It is. And, well, I mean, it's always been just a class thing yep. too, right? Like, you know, higher class will want to eat higher class food. Absolutely. That makes sense. And yep. you make it, then, it, then it becomes a presentation. I think yep. back then also food is more of a sense of a entertainment yep. than it is now. Yeah. Like food now is sometimes just sustenance or just yep. let's get in you. Yeah, I got so so busy with my life that Absolutely. I'm gonna eat whatever's quick. Well definitely with like North American culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, um as I was kind of like looking and I've talked about like even Spanish style e- eating, okay. right? Or if you talk to John about when during the day they would eat. Oh John right? from uh yeah. Altruism. Yeah. You know yeah. um like and i go back to scots was or british even you know very heavy breakfast yeah you know very heavy lunch yep. and dinner was yeah something small right yep. so you could sleep and digest but you'd have all that energy in the morning for work right yep. where i find north american is you know you eat when you can't you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of you're either shoveling you know a breakfast burrito or something you know it's got to be quick True. and fast yeah I've never understood. I've never personally never understood North American breakfast. Like people that love (laughs) breakfast here. I'm not a huge breakfast person. Like I love lunch and dinner foods. Like I'll eat lunch food for breakfast any day of the week. Um, Like and then even when we went to Asia, like me and my family went 2019. Yeah. uh, Everybody ate the noodles that we make for breakfast. Wow. Like that was a breakfast dish. Like or like not even right. It was like around 10 o'clock. Yeah. Like (laughs) you don't you didn't eat breakfast really. You just got up. You get up later. Yeah. And then you eat that for. Like eat a bunch of heavy carbs in the morning, yep. and that and was like just go. yeah, and just go. And then it was so hot there, like it is right now. Yeah, <laughs> and like nobody would work. No, people did generally didn't do much work between noon till two o'clock because okay. it's just way too way too hot. Yeah, right. Cool. So it's just like that makes total sense. Yeah, like people that think it's hot here right now, this oh, is like friends. every day <laughs> over in Southeast Asia. Oh well, man, and hu- more humid. Jesus, yeah. I see. I would have disappeared by now. Like oh, it was, uh, it was a it was a wild ride there it's just like every time you left like for us left the hotel yeah it was like a punch in the face like it's just like 40 degrees humidity humidity, humidity yeah. too yeah, yeah. Cool. that's what gets me and then you go to the hotel and it's like the air is cooler but it's all manufactured air yeah right? yep. like oh yeah you just, can tell hey eh? yeah absolutely. holy moly oh absolutely i don't know yeah i don't know how you did it man Oh, I, just, I mean, I was only there for two weeks. Okay. I don't know how my I don't, I don't know, I don't know how my dad did it. I, don't, I, I was just there for a vacation. But although even when I was there, I was like, I remember talking to my dad. I was like, Oh, I see why you came to Canada for yeah. a better life, type of thing, right? Yeah. It's like just less opportunity there. Absolutely. But, uh, and I'm not just the heat there. Obviously, like, it was, mm-hmm. you see the culture there is a little bit different. Yeah. 
absolutely yeah. culture there. You guys, you see people grinding there. Yeah. Like this, this what we have here as a farmers market. There it was a lot of it was like that was their daily living. Yep. Like there was no other choice. Yep. Other than to cook your noodles in like a 150 square foot kitchen. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think we have them small. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We have we have nothing but space here yeah. in Canada. I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see that two different perspectives, right? And yeah, I mean, we do have it really well here in Canada, absolutely. And I think we don't necessarily always see that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's maybe even giving people back that little bit of, like I said, this is why I love this whole podcast thing. Mm. Um, was that you know you could now have that story behind those things, absolutely. right? And the progression and yeah people could see well this is where it came from and this yeah. is where it is now right yeah that's uh, and that's what uh, i'm hoping to get out of this is just, uh, just to get the voice and kind of essentially the voice of the little guys type yeah. of thing because awesome. that's like that's why we go to the markets yeah you want to learn about the vendors and like their history why they were doing what they're doing absolutely you know, like otherwise otherwise it, sometimes it just seems like it's you know products at a slightly higher price or whatever yep. right like, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right or it's just some random unique product that someone's making you don't yep. really know why yep or how if, or whether they're even the best person yep. to be making it absolutely right? so. yep they get definitely get quite a bit of options out there right mm. you know and and you see it because i know even in bountiful there's quite a few pie makers yep. and stuff like that yep. here right um, which has been awesome to chat with those guys because mm-hmm. it's like, cool, what's your trade secret? What's mm-hmm. your little tweak? Mm-hmm. You know, it's good for for people to see different options yeah. as well, right? And and not in a in a competitive way, but mm-hmm. just as you know. And you, yeah, and you're gonna see a lot of these small options because yeah. because we are small businesses. You can mm-hmm. you can, you're more customizable. Like that's yeah. why people. I think I feel like small businesses have that's the edge that they have. They can get more creative because they're doing smaller batches absolutely as you get bigger you can it's not if it's not economically feasible yep. you can't do a trial of brand new products <laughs> absolutely because you have a big audience that you have to serve <laughs> and like here you can like if you have a product that you can sell 50 of for example yep you'll still make it maybe absolutely. right because you have those 50 people that really enjoy it yep yeah every week or every month or whatever right oh absolutely yeah. man that's yeah the, that's the beauty of small business i think and that's why i like going to the markets because you can find those unique products like yep. like haggis for Absolutely. example I, I have no idea where else i could get it but i might i'd try it i think it's dwindling i'll have to bring you some to, yeah to try out i was trying to go to mala to see if she would do like haggis spring rolls oh because oh. for me i think if it was just a smaller portion for people haggis. to try that'd be an interesting fusion yep yeah haggis spring roll yep because then it's also a good way to eat it too it's Absolutely. Uh, yeah it's, it's fast man <laughs> okay Deep fried, yeah. <laughs> it's over but absolutely, like a, a deep-fried spring roll. I thought about, yeah, different types of dumplings and stuff yeah, like that yeah. would be, yeah. be interesting. Couldn't you just make a haggis spring roll and just sell it frozen and get, let people yeah. fry it up themselves? I might. Yeah, yeah. there you go. No, for so, sure. Well, Asian, Scottish, and There Asian. you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'll be interesting. That'd be interesting for mm-hmm. sure. Should definitely give it a go. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I always find it because you know, especially in Scottish cuisine, right? Like black pepper is our. Just, oh my God, that's way spicy. too hot, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. What if you threw in like some habanero, or you know, put like a, a Mexican twist on it, right? Yeah. Whether it would have <laughs> have the same effect. I've got people that will be like, no, <laughs> yeah, nope, it's got to be haggis. Right? Well, so. well, yeah, traditionalist. Yeah, 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 of course. That's all. It, that's all it usually is. <coughs> for us, for us, yeah. as people say, ours is not traditional. Generally, sometimes because we put too much meat. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, they like like, oh, you got too much meat. We need more noodles. I'm like, we need like, cause like if you go back to Southeast Asia where we're like Brunei, it's like ninety percent noodles, noodles and like a little bit of veggies and like ten mm. percent meat, eight percent. Interesting. Yeah, it's like very little meat. We're here, they'd be like more meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we we, were, we adjusted to the, you know the audience, yeah. right? Absolutely. Because yeah, uh, we got some good support. Everyone loves our noodles. Absolutely. The way they I, are. I, yeah, that's like one of my go-to lunches when I come Amazing. in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the kids love it. And yeah, they just love the noodles. They would eat literally a bowl of your noodles. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so, start his new venture. Um, 
So what have you, uh, what's one, like, what are you working on right now? Oh, I got so much on the go right now. It's, yeah. Uh, so the kitchen that, well, for Celtic Kitchen, I've actually teamed up with Alberta Donaire, so I'm going to try okay. out a Donaire Scotch Egg okay. this week. Okay. Uh, those ones are, are usually my top sellers, right? People come in, and I only do limited quantities, so it's first come, What's, first serve. What is a Scotch Egg? So it's like a hard-boiled egg, okay. and then we wrap s- sausage meat around it, okay. and then fr- bread it and fry it. Oh, wow. It's, okay. uh, yeah, it was one of those, like, when I was going to college in the UK, uh, mm-hmm. um, that was, like, our lunch. Oh, okay. So you just, just bring take it, it as a snack. Yep, absolutely. Oh, wow. We eat it out of the fridge, but people here want it warmed up, so whatever. Yeah. So that's, they can do that. Oh, so you guys used yeah. to eat it cold then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yep. Cold or sitting on your table for all day. Just right. Yeah. Food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Preservation That's techniques absolutely. are much different. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, like I think we were talking to John the other day about the preservation techniques yep. and they would just hang meat there. Yep. And just out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even with the older generation, like when I first worked with my dad and he was just like, I was like, Dad, we gotta put it in the fridge. We gotta yeah. put it in the fridge. Like he's, he's just like, old school. Yeah. Yeah, 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 old school. I mean, they didn't have refrigerators Absolutely. back then, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But I also think their gut biome was different than ours. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could handle a little more. Yeah, I agree too. They ate that since they were kids. <laughs> Maybe we didn't uh, stomach of steel. Yeah, just they didn't yeah. have our uh, coddled stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> I love that coddled stomachs. Coddled. Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. Culture sometimes, what oh. called, but uh, yeah. Hey, it's uh, but it does does cause for, cause for good food <laughs> safety though. Absolutely, like, yes, like absolutely. That's, that's always number one. No, like, for like, sure. I don't think anybody here wants anyone to get sick, sick. from their food. No, absolutely. And, and, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's good. and you know, I mean, the cost of yeah reheating something quickly is whatever. I mean, most people don't complain at all, so yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I mean, I eat, yeah, I'll eat them right out of the fridge. But we're gonna do a donair style one. Okay. Yeah. Donair style Scotch egg. You're saying. Yeah. Donair, yeah. So I'm kind of. I mean, I love his donairs. That's. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to mathematically work out how I'm gonna put that together. But I was talking to a friend of mine from Scotland, and he was. He's very much a traditionalist Kay. as well. Nope. Won't touch it. I was like, oh, you don't know what you're missing, man. Oh really? I was like, yeah. We're revolutionizing Scotch eggs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, there'll be a market for it. Absolutely. I, there'll definitely be a market for it. Uh, if you make something new, someone, someone's, someone's going to want, someone's going to yep. be looking for it. Uh, and obviously, you have your traditionalists with everything. For they, sure. They're, they're going to want, you know, because it's, it's part of who they are. Yeah. It, it, it touches something in their soul. Like, Absolutely. Like, this, is, this is what I grew up with, and this is what we believe in type of thing. That taste of home, man. And Absolutely. I completely I mean, it's nice to, because I do have that weird chefy thing, right? And I love to create and yeah. think something. New. Yeah. So that's kind of my, you know, I don't do it very often, but okay. uh, yeah, that's my outlet to change something, try something out, different technique, whatever. Yeah. And you know, it gets, you know, some people, yeah, some people just love that to come out just to see what, you know. It's, uh, what you created, right? So is that one of the most uh, um, your, fav- your most favorite parts of your business? Just kind of creating Absolutely. different different items. Yeah, yeah, that's a. I was actually in because obviously summertime's a little bit different for us. So I was having a look at all the different things that I can. <coughs> I guess kind of create makeup for summertime because okay. it's one, it's way too hot, and if I don't have to bake anything, mm. I'm all right. So, uh, yeah, we were going through just a couple different, like, quick cakes and cookies and stuff like that. Just small things. Um, But for me, that's that's my joy. I get to read through all the old cookbooks and have a look at how they did it. Of course, in that time, nobody ever wrote, like, teaspoon of this, table. It's like, yeah, bit of this, bit of that. And you have to kind of work it out yourself. Mm, But it's that challenge. So it would be a hard thing to do. So, so finding old cookbooks like oh, yeah. these type of recipes that you're yeah. using are definitely a hard thing to find. Absolutely. So that's so, so it is something very your something that is very your your own creation. Then. Yep. 
in a sense. Like you know kind of what ingredients are in there. Absolutely. But you need to make it yourself. Is yep. that kind of how a lot of us like these dishes, these traditional dishes are? Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's it's family recipes. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, a few of them are are definitely um, the shortbreads. Uh, the haggis was uh, from a long time ago, although more from my nan than okay. than from my mom. And uh, so I've just tweaked a few things, kind of modernized stuff. Um, Your nan is, uh, sorry. Oh, my Scottish grandma. Okay, Scottish grandma, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Because she did most of the cooking. Okay. My mom didn't cook in that generation as much, and I just kind of picked it up because I spent a lot of time in in the kitchen. That was just kind of what I did. So, yeah, a few of them are tweaked ones. A few of them are just... I guess uh, researching and looking at older traditional stuff, okay. Okay. and then my interpretation of it. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's, well, it's very much your own then. Absolutely. Well, that's that's really changing. That's really unique. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's something to <laughs> something to hold on to and uh, possibly pass down. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, we'll see. Like I said, it's it's been going really well. Yeah. We've got some good feedback. Okay. And, uh, Getting a little bit more out there, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you've only been operating for less than just over a year. Yeah, just over a when year. When did now. you start? And uh, oh, April. Yeah, April eighteenth. So literally, it? my first week here at the market was my one year of, cool. of being established as Celtic Kitchen. Okay. So, a- so when did you start here at Bountiful? Uh, April sixteenth. 2021, yeah. Okay. And Celtic Kitchen started April 18th, 2020. Okay. Oh, wow. So I'd already kind of spent a year just building up, I guess, a clientele okay. of thing. So there's a lot of people that used to buy me, buy off me before that okay. would come to my house okay. and say hi. Yeah. That are now coming to the market gotcha. and gotcha. Uh, picking their stuff up here now. Gotcha. So, but now we have a little bit more exposure to a few more people to, yeah, uh, yeah. to kind of come out. So, yeah, Very we've cool. had, uh, yeah, met a whole bunch of interesting new people. Very cool. I love the vendors and the atmosphere. It's been, yeah. Very cool. Uh, oh, it's, 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 very uni- it's a very unique business. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, 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 you don't get to, you don't, like you hear, I don't like, I don't, I wouldn't, I have no idea where else to get this stuff. No, and to be honest with you, I mean, aside from, like I said, the Bothy, I know they do haggis, but mm-hmm. I mean, you get some traditional Irish pubs and yeah. stuff. But a lot of that's definitely, I want to say, bastardized. Like a lot of stuff when it comes to North America, yeah. kind of got changed. Or becomes more mainstream. Absolutely. I guess. Yeah. 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 It becomes mainstream and it's just yeah, just westernized. I guess. A yeah, westernized. Sorry. Yeah. That was probably westernized Scottish food. Scottish food. It's like, huh. I know which which which. You know, at first I was kind of curious because uh, we do one, uh, the shepherds and the cottage pie. Okay. Here. <coughs> In Canada, I'm finding a lot of people because uh, traditionally the shepherd's pie was made with lamb. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't like lamb. Okay. So what they ended up doing was substituting beef with it and calling it the shepherd's pie. Okay. But traditionally, the cottage pie was the beef version of oh, it. Oh, okay. So things kind of got, uh, yeah, not that, changed over a little bit, right? Um, so I do mine traditionally, and the shepherd's pie is done with lamb. Yeah. Which I always try and make sure people know oh, okay. that. Because okay, I've yeah. had a lot of people buy it thinking it was beef and be like, tasted different. It's not bad, oh, but it's okay. different. So shepherd's pie, is that, so that's, that's shepherd's pie generally, like traditionally is lamb? Yeah. That's very... I, I never knew that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody thinks it's beef. Yes. No, right. absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a hot topic at, at my booth. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get a lot. It's like, why, why is that? What's, what's, why is it lamb in that? And you're like, okay. Shepherd. Yeah. It makes, oh, when you think about it, yeah, it makes and you're like, sense. okay, that makes sense. That yeah. Like, all right. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of those things that change, but a uh, you know, uh, lamb for a long time, people hated, mm. you know, 
don't like the taste. It's too gamey for them, right? Which I understand. So I make sure I have both. <laughs> I find it depends on the type of lamb, yeah. like where you get it from. I'm sure there's Abs. different techniques to make sure to, to prevent the gaminess. Absolutely. Or kind of what they're fed and one uh, when they get slaughtered yeah. too, right? Yeah, is a big one. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. When it gets slaughtered, depending on how it's uh, processed or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of interesting when you get to the whole lamb farming. Thing. Uh, oh, sorry. No. Um, so, so your business. Um, do you? Is, are you sole owner operator? Yes. yes. All, all one, one man show right now. Yes. It's been it's been interesting because I haven't really, uh, you know, there wasn't really like investors or no. yeah. go to loan, get loans and funding and all sorts of yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so I literally built it from scratch you just you just started making it <coughs> yeah you started making the product and then you you sold like to private sales to, yep. to rent to whoever that wanted yep. people that you knew and then kept reinvesting into yeah. equipment to do higher volumes yeah. right yeah and then once we got to that point then we you know it's like okay we need the kitchen now yeah right we got to put the money into that so it's it's incrementally grown um now we do because I do a lot of contract work and stuff after. Uh, I do the Irvings pork pies and sausage rolls for okay. them. Okay. Um, Very cool. My one-off, my odd scotch tasting here and there. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Highland Game stuff and haggis and stuff. But, um, yeah, each piece has just kind of been, been built incrementally. Yeah. And uh, a lot of it, like you said, is... is relationships between yep. vendors right yep. you know uh the Irvings were like instrumental in yep. helping me kind of grow so did you get a lot of uh, kind of you know like small mentorship from, absolutely from them? yeah yep. interesting no they've been fantastic yep. and even to this to this day right like obviously vacuum sealing stuff for large yep. quantities i need i was working with Started out with a food saver. Yeah, same that with us. Gone. Yep, food saver, yeah. And then I got one of those smalls, and I could literally only vacuum seal one pie at a time. Yeah. So like you're more or less paying one person to stand, yeah. stand there yeah. and vacuum seal. Yeah. Um, so as soon as the Irvings kind of fixed up their old one, they bought a new one and said, you know, do you want to buy it off of us? We got it. Absolutely. So what kind of vacuum so. sealer do you have now? Do you, is it, uh, oh, it's big. Oh, it's big. Yeah. How, how many can you seal at a time? about six now oh wow yeah so how much is that how much does a seal at that cost oh we just bought a new small one. Oh, did a you new, new small chamber ch- chamber sealer i think they're about 38 100 between 35 to 38 yeah, yeah. That's, that's depends on whether because i mean now i'm sure if you look out you could probably get them yeah at an auction or something yeah, a little yeah, bit cheaper yeah. but uh yeah yeah that's it's always a little like buying equipment from an auction is always sketchy it's sketchy unless unless you really know your stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a lot of people don't realize is like, like the industrial equipment itself itself yeah. is just so pricey. Absolutely. And then you can get it on auction, but then you're always running the risk of like it wasn't maintained well. Yeah. And then and then nothing worse than buying a piece of equipment and having it break down yeah. within a year. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like now should, we're gonna get should have bought a new. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. That's that funny toss up. Is do I go out and get it? brand spank and new one which is such a huge upfront cost because mm-hmm. um, that was another thing that Nicola turned me on to was a thing called Silver Chef okay obviously you're paying interest rates yep. but you can pay I think it was like 30 bucks a week for like freezers right and oh. fridges and you rent it out for a year and then you have the option to buy it oh. buy out the rest oh, okay as an option for especially for bigger style equipment okay. that you just can't do the upfront like you need it right away type thing so silver chef the yep. the company that kind of runs this like rent own type yep. of thing yeah oh, okay i mean obviously you pay interest obviously, like yeah. they got to make a, a few bob yep. off of it but yep. uh yeah huh. for people starting out you know so that's, uh, good, that's a good way for someone that's thinking about starting a business to absolutely to, yeah. to get going yeah, because you see a lot of people that get it. Uh, they get, they get very excited to start a business, which is it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, but then, 
and it's fun to buy new equipment. Yeah. It's fun to get new equipment. Yeah. Not, not to pay for it, but to get, no, to, to get it. <laughs> so like, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this new new, new sealer and new yeah. stove and Woo! new this. And you're like, it's all like right. Christmas. Yeah, it looks really nice. It's all polished and cleaned yep. and, every, clean yeah. and everything. And then uh, and then you realize, oh, I got yeah. I need to maybe recuperate this car somehow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 yeah, you're like, oh, I need to sell, and then you have like one bad day, and you're like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's my payment, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, it's such a huge upfront. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. That's always a scary. Thing. That's when. That's why you always have like <coughs> you know three to five year plans, or whatever. Yeah. Trying to pay it back. Absolutely. And like, I think more people don't realize that that those first three to five years it's a grind that's yeah. your it's make or break right your make or break yeah you always see you see a lot of this is, that's why they always shut down within the yeah. first two years and yeah. it's because you get that you get that first initial excitement yes and then there's the then there's a consistent grind yep yeah you gotta grind for the next however many years yep in order to try and make it well you're trying to explain to people like you know that that first part where you're you're hands on all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think I remember uh, what's it were you talking to Marianne about that, right? Too as well in the first fo- podcast is being that person that everybody goes to when something yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, the one, yeah, yeah. The one, you are that guy. One yeah. point of failure. One <laughs> yeah. point of failure. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. a that's a concept you don't want. No. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to ever be that one point of failure. No. You want to ideally you develop your system so that way there's like three four points of failure yeah. at least two uh, yeah at least two is always good um i can't remember where i learned that off i think i learned off off of um it was actually off this guy who is i think he's known for have the second highest iq in the world uh, walter o'brien i think it was mm. like walter o'brien and he's like he owns a company called uh, scorpion okay and he said there's a tv show based off him and essentially he has listened to his podcast with him and he's he runs a corporation or a company that essentially does um, their tagline is any funded need. Mm. So you, they'll do anything for you oh, <laughs> as really? long as you pay for it. <laughs> yeah, it was, was kind of wild. And, he had, and his whole thing was like, you just don't don't ever have one point of failure. Yep. That's, one, that's one concept that he had. So, yeah, it's a very uh, interesting company. Yeah. It's, it's a TV show based off a bunch of, there are a bunch of engineers that are like super smart and they're like, oh, yeah, really? it's a, it was a, the TV show is very like, like very Hollywood, Hollywood like, like, like very over the top, but yeah. uh, I'm sure the concepts were still the same. Still, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to check that. Look him up. Yeah, Walter O'Brien. Yeah, I think that was his name. Yeah, second highest IQ in the world. And like, even when I was listen, listening to his podcast, he would say that because his IQ is so high, he would literally be able to like, mul- like truly multitask. He yeah. could have a conversation with you while writing emails in his oh head God. and wow. like while doing programming. And yeah, it was a. I went down that rabbit hole of that, ep- <laughs> that, that, that episode with him, and it was, Holy it was really interesting. They had, like, uh, what was it, uh, Super Programming Olympics, where they would, like, literally sit there in front of a computer. You had, like, three hours to, re- for example, one of the challenges was reprogram all of uh, LAX's incoming flights and outgoing oh flights, oh. and you had three oh. hours to do it, and they would literally sit there for an hour like figuring out all the programming in their head Ed. and then for one hour they just code straight oh my god and like man. these are like yeah it was that like, would be intense yeah, eh? yeah so very interesting <laughs> very interesting <laughs> stuff yeah but but yeah anyways um not drop topic no, but no. yeah um d- don't have one point of failure, failure. yeah, yeah. So you always have a backup <laughs> always have a second backup two is two is one one is none type of thing yeah absolutely because uh, yeah. i can imagine it gets really stressful yeah yeah, and then we're, we're talking about the grind of a small yeah. business, and it was just like, yeah, the, the people don't realize it. Like the first, I think even like the first sixty days of our business, yep. like I ate nothing but noodles. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, like I'm sure you ate nothing oh, but a lot of Scottish pies. Lots of pies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly can't eat any for a little while, and then I'll go back. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how I do. Yeah, every so often I'll get back into it, and I'll be like, oh, this is tasty yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it get, gets to the point where your own product is just cheaper to eat. Yep, absolutely. Than, than getting groceries. Yep. Because you buy everything in the larger, slightly larger scale. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. At least you're, you know, you have haggis and stuff that's, oh, that's healthier. Oh, yes. it keeps, keeps <laughs> it's good it for you. A little keep, give you some good energy. Right? Hard sell with the rest of the family, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I'll just put some tomato sauce in there. Does right? your family help you? With oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. My wife does a lot of baking okay that type of stuff and then every now and then you'll see my kids here at the market yeah yeah 
that. Sure, they're, yes, they're very in-your-face type of children, so <laughs> you can't miss them. <laughs> yeah. But they help out. They've, because uh, a lot of what I've been trying to teach them through this whole process, right, yeah. is uh, one, risk versus reward, right, and that okay. you can do it, you know, okay. uh, and the grind, right? Yeah. You know, you get out of it what you put into it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, how to, I guess, socialize with people and build Very build cool. your own yeah. own thing, right? Um, we go through all the finance stuff so they can see the ins and outs because oh. it's not, especially from a, a kid's perspective, yeah. right? They're just like, well, my daughter the other day, right, opens up my cash box and it's like, <laughs> so much you money. have so much money yeah, in here. Yeah. And you're like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That goes to this and that goes to that and that goes to that, right? And so it's <laughs> That's that's very valuable for for I think for like a kid to see <laughs> to like to know, Absolutely. to like learn, right? Because they don't yep. teach you that. They don't no. teach you that in school. No. Nope. Not until like they don't teach you that in school. No, nope. like that, that should be that should be ingrained in a small age a young I age. Completely agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think that's also why like <coughs> You know, entrepreneurs kind of breed entrepreneurs, right? Yep. Absolutely. Right? Like, they just around that type of atmosphere, seeing people grind and hustle, yep. and, and like there, that there are different ways than the traditional path yep. of growing up, yep. right? You not just go to school, get a job, and do that job for right? 50 years. Do that job 50 years yep. and then come out on the end of 45 years and yep. be like, what am I doing? Yep, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and passions now for things have changed so much for, yeah. for kids, right? And you know, I'm looking at that because they're a lot more electronically mm-hmm. gifted than I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah. And, you know, um, I don't understand the YouTube thing okay. fully. Yeah. I'm learning about it, yeah. but that's their aspirations, right? Now, yeah. Right. So I'm trying to learn about the concept and mm-hmm. how I can apply that to kind of what we're doing yeah. now yeah. so that they can try to build that mm-hmm. even though i'm i'm yeah, i don't know i don't get it man, well but i think i think, <laughs> I think the you kind of i think you know what you need to do yeah. you know yeah. um kind of like exactly how you start your business yeah you just started doing it yep so i think that's what you need to do with with uh with with, 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 that's what i'm lear- that's what i'm learning with like social media yep. and everything you just gotta do it like, yeah like you just gotta don't try don't try to make the perfect video, no. the perfect podcast, the perfect. Just be out just, there, right? Just get out there, right? There's yeah. a there's a term actually I learned, not too long ago. Uh, it's from this critical thinking podcast. I was talking yeah. to you about it, Absolutely. and it was um, action faking. Oh, and I think oh, we talked about yes, this earlier. We did. Yeah, yep. action faking, where people like when they're starting a business, they like to they do what they call action faking, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna make a big schedule of everything yep. I need to do, yep. and then you so you spend few hours in that day making this full schedule of breakdown and then you don't actually do the core yep. core uh, the core items that you need to do for that business for yep. example it could be like uh, making a schedule or even like I'm gonna make all the business cards and make, yep. get the posters and everything rather than just like doing the work itself yep. for like for us it'd be like creating the product Absolutely. or podcasting is actually doing a podcast and get recording yep yeah it's right? so a lot of action faking you see that's it makes you feel like you're busy but you're, but, not you're not actually, but you're not doing what needs to get actually yeah. needs to get done, and uh, you see that. And I've been guilty of it. Me too. Yeah, everyone's Absolutely. every every. Yeah. I think every business owner has been guilty <laughs> of it because it feels good to get Absolutely. that stuff done. You're right? like, look how organized. Yeah, I am, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I didn't take anything off this list. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But my list looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get all this done yeah. someday. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, for say somebody new wanted to start a business, okay, yep. because I know you've only been this for a little while, but you've had some experience. Yeah. Um, what would you? Uh, what kind of tip could you give someone brand new Ooh. that's like thinking about? I want to start a business. Well, I definitely, you know, for me, brand recognition has been huge, and especially starting out in small business, having your face out there constantly your business name out there constantly right um give give people something to remember about you know okay to to, you know when they see that they're like oh yeah it's that guy right um you know uh 
whether it's social media and this is what we were kind of tapping on it's so important now mm -hmm. right even if it's not the perfect video that you're always out there mm -hmm. right you're always engaging you're always okay. trying to look to create a relationship okay. right uh, whether that's you know a producer or your mm -hmm. clientele right mm -hmm. because you never know where those relationships will take you Absolutely. in the future yep. Yep. Um, and a lot of people, if you if you start out and you're just too focused on that one thing, mm -hmm. and not looking at how you can collaborate and help and be part of that community, um, I think it almost stunts you mm. to a certain degree, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, like I said, just for me, uh, being in the industry and being like, hey, where do I even get started with this, okay. right? And having you know, uh, Nicola and Alan to talk to, just yeah. be like, how should I approach this thing? Yeah. You know, um, having those resources and supports, but it all stems from relationships that you, you build with people, right? Okay. By being out there and, and creating. Absolutely. Just kind of being open. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, very good. Awesome. Okay, uh, we'll kind of just wrap this up. Yeah, um, where can people find you? Like, where do people find out about your products, about yourself? All right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely here at uh, Bountiful Farmers Market Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and then uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Celtic Kitchen Yeg. Okay. Uh, we're on Facebook under Celtic Kitchen, and then our website's www.celtickitchen.ca. Beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thanks thank for you. coming in today. Oh, thanks, Alex, for having me out. Yeah, it was great. Uh, love having you here. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, everybody. I'll talk awesome. to you guys later. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye.